Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, the 7th of January. You are in the gymnasium as we get ready for a full weekend of sports, culminating Monday evening with TCU and Georgia for the national championship, but we'll have a lot of NFL before that game gets here. The number here is 877-448-7901. Sports at Power 901 is the email if you want to check in that way. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Lots of football to get to. Let's start on Monday. We're going to have the final between the top two college football teams right now. If you were able to watch the semifinals last Saturday, which was New Year's Eve, you saw two of the better games that you're ever going to see back-to-back and I can't remember uh, two better games that I've seen. You had TCU in the first game playing Michigan. TCU actually won that game. The Horned Frogs 51-45 to in the Fiesta Bowl over a tough Michigan team. And then that was followed up by Georgia hanging on to beat Ohio State 42-41 to in the Peach Bowl, setting up the matchup on Monday evening of TCU and Georgia for all the marbles should be a great game although how can it not be a letdown after what we just witnessed last weekend with the with those two games uh, you know you go into the day a lot of big 10 fans had uh, visions of possibly a michigan ohio state game in the final of course that didn't come true it came down to the end of that ohio state game it was just about the clock to go to midnight and ring in the new year and the kicker there missed the field goal wide left which gave Georgia the win to allow them to get to the final game so hopefully you're able to see some of the games the first one of course TCU never looked back you had a total of 179 points scored in those two games, over 2,016 total yards, which was really unbelievable. What happened to the defense? Where was George's defense in that one? Anyway, I'm happy that um, the, the selection committee got the picks right. Looking back at it, I know that it's easy to, if your team didn't get in, some people thought that there could have been a couple other teams in there if you're a Tennessee fan or an Alabama fan maybe, but you have to say the committee did get the four teams correct. And when Nola Ruggles lined up to kick that field goal for Ohio State, it was like uh, 11.59 in the year 2022 and when he missed it i think it was i think it was left i think he missed it left and that actually 
was at the stroke of midnight, and actually 2023, and that's how it ended. So you can say that the games took two years to finish, if you want to say that. But it was a great game, two great games. Look forward to the game to uh, Monday night. Who's he going to pick? Do you think TCU can hang out and um, beat Georgia, or do you think Georgia's defense is going to, you know, wake up, play the way they can, and? Uh, hand TCU a defeat. I think it's going to come down to the running game. Can and is TCU going to be able to stop Georgia? Because Georgia is going to run the ball. They're going to score some points. But you have to realize that TCU plays a very, very different defense that Georgia hasn't really seen. A lot of times they'll go. A, th- a three four four defense, sometimes even a three five three, which is very unusual to have three men down and and go from there. So I think that Georgia is going to see some looks that they may not be accustomed to. They may have to make a couple adjustments as the game goes on. Uh, but TCU, they have some athletes, no doubt. And I think that as the underdog, they're showing all year long that uh, they just don't give up. There's no quit in that team. And I would not be surprised if they pull out one more game. Georgia is favored. In this one, I think that giving up as many points as Georgia did, which was 41 to Ohio State, I'm sure that during this past week of practice, uh, there's a lot of talk about shoring up some of the things that they did not do so well from the defensive side of the ball. So I I do think that TCU may have a a little bit of a uh, hard time scoring. At least they're not going to score 51 like they did against uh, Michigan. They'll they'll score some points, but I think when it's all said and done, you're going to have a game where Georgia does come out on top. But don't discount TCU, like I said. All in all, it's been a great college football season. I hope that your team... Did well, if not in the uh, semifinals here during the season and possibly in one of the 40-something bowl games that just wrapped up um, last week as well. So your thoughts on that? 877-448-7901. Let me know who you think is going to win on Monday night. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Big news this past week, obviously. If you're following the NFL Monday Night Football, you had Cincinnati hosting Buffalo. The Bills in a, in a very highly anticipated matchup. 
Unfortunately, during that game, early in the first quarter, you had Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin having a a health issue on the field. He went to tackle T. Higgins and uh, he tackled him. He got up, which looked like a, a very normal play. However, after about three seconds, he fell backwards. He collapsed actually um, had to be revived on the field through both uh, CPR as well as uh, defibrillation to be able to get his pulse back. A very scary moment for all. Uh, I can't imagine what the players on the field went through witnessing all of that. And obviously the NFL suspended the game at that point. And for the next several days, everyone was... Uh, very concerned, thoughts and prayers to uh, Hamlin and his family. The good news is, if there's good news and something like that, is that he is getting better. He's making great progress. As of uh, this morning, the ventilator, the tube is no longer uh, necessary for him to breathe. He's breathing on his own. He had a brief conversation, actually, with uh, his teammates in Buffalo via a video from the hospital yesterday. So uh, it's, it's amazing when you're, you know, have the, the, the youth that he has, 24 years old, strong, of course, and um, able to recuperate. It really helps the, the, the healing process and not just the healing process for him and his, his family, but for, for the whole NFL. And when something like that happens, you have that brotherhood that all came together and it was remarkable. I'm sure you've read about his GoFundMe page that he had for uh, toys that went to children in the Buffalo area. That went from a, a minuscule amount up to over, I believe, six and a half million dollars. So just imagine uh, his expression or his thoughts when he saw that, when he was able to um, come back to life and, and see what was going on. So let's pray that he uh, continues. He's got good neurological function right now. It remains intact. And uh, I think from all um, from all reports, he's on the road to recovery. It is a day-to-day process, obviously. He's not out of the woods completely, but I think that if you look at everything, um, the, the prognosis right now is a heck of a lot better than it was last Monday evening. So we'll continue to update you on that, obviously. In the meantime, we do have week 18 coming up this weekend. So uh, because of the cancellation of the game, a couple of things had to be put in place. So the NFL had to sit down, figure out what they're going to do for some uh, possible playoff games, thoughts war, maybe you know play the game, continue it. Of course, it wasn't going to be played Monday night, so they had to look at what other some options were. But the way it looks right now is that in wake of the cancellation, they had a meeting yesterday, the NFL and uh, the, the owners and the teams, and here's what it comes down to. Based on the Week 18 results, uh, there has to be some things put in place for a championship game should it involve the teams that were, did not play the full 17-game um, schedule as the rest of them did. So the way it stands right now, if Buffalo 
which is 12 and 3 going into the weekend, and Kansas City, which is 13 and 3, both winner tie, then that Bills Chiefs championship game will be at a neutral site. Um, second of all, if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties, then a Bills Chief Championship would also be at a neutral site. And finally, if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins, Cincinnati's 11 and 4 right now, if they, if they win, uh, a Bills or Bengals versus Chiefs championship would also be at a neutral site. Uh, furthermore, if the Ravens win Sunday over the Bengals and are matched against Cincinnati in an AFC wildcard game, the site would be determined by a coin flip. If Cincinnati wins or the two teams are not matched against each other after a potential Ravens win, then regular scheduling procedures would be used. Um, they needed three quarters of the majority to pass that, which they got. So uh, that's that's the story. That's where it stands as far as looking down the road a few weeks towards the championship game. Now, here's, here's some thoughts on that. I, I, I believe that absolutely the game should have been stopped like they did during the tragedy that happened on Monday. The players were not able to go out there and play. I think that they're, um, obviously there's going to be some a trauma involved uh, with the players that saw what was going on on the field. You don't every day see someone actually you know, die on the field and then get revived back to life. So you don't, it's not something you see every day. You have a, a teammate. Um, so all that's, all that said, uh, you look at the big picture, and luckily, Demar uh, is getting better. But as far as the games go, because those two teams, the Bills and Cincinnati, did not get to play as many games as the rest of the teams in the NFL, there are implications, what we just mentioned in red, as far as matchups down the road. Now, is that fair? Well, something like this really hasn't happened before, so there isn't any protocol, there isn't anything to measure it on, and it's really left up to what the majority of the teams and owners and the NFL and the NFLPA come down with and what they want to throw out there to be the to be implemented. So my take is I believe that they should play the games this week, week 18, finalize those games, and then you can actually have that game be made up. I would say that you take the Buffalo-Cincinnati game sometime next weekend and play it, a single game. Um, some people say maybe on a neutral side. I, I, you know, I, I go back to where it was and play the game, and then you can fully have all teams playing all the 17 games and you can go on with the normal playoff brackets the way it was and the seedings would you know be what they had planned now to do that of course you have to shuffle a few things you have to push the playoff back a week now you can do that because if you remember in between the, the championship, the AFC championship game and the NFC championship game, there's, there's usually a week off before the Super Bowl. So what I would suggest is that you cancel that week off. Just push everything back so therefore you can play the makeup game 
next weekend and then start the playoffs the week after that. It would give everyone uh, another week as far as teams that need some rest at this point of the year. Everyone's banged up, so that would make sense as well. You do get the game in, and everyone's on the same page. If you don't do that, then we're going to have issues. As far as having coin flips, playing on a neutral field, I mean, teams play... 17 games within 18 weeks during the season to be able to make the playoffs. And not just that, but they play to make the playoffs and possibly get a home field you know, for the playoffs. Maybe one game, maybe lucky enough to have home field throughout. So you do have some issues where um, someone's going to feel a little bit slighted. At this point, it seems to me that Cincinnati may have gotten the, the short end of the stick because of uh, the way that things are being looked at and deemed moving forward. But that's something that I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think. Uh, do you agree with the idea that I put out there? Do you totally think that it's it's wrong to think that? Uh, the number, of course, 877-448-7901. I think that if you look at the big picture, like I said, um, what of course, once we found out that, that DeMar Hamlin is okay and getting better, then um, you look at what's best for everyone and what's the fairest way to proceed. So let me know what you think. We'll be right back to talk more football and definitely with the Bucks. We'll be right back. Tired of trying to catch the big red bus? One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and t-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking about the Bucks right now. Of course, last game of the season. A lot of times, the game doesn't mean anything for some teams. Other times, it has great playoff implications. And sometimes, it's kind of in the middle of those two. And right now, now, the Bucks are in a situation after winning their last two games, most recently a 30-24 victory against Carolina last week and 19-16 against the Cardinals the week before, where they have a, a, a playoff game locked up. They're the number four seed right now, despite their record of 8-8. Eight and eight. So they can't improve on that fourth seed and they can't do any worse than the fourth seed right now. So common sense would dictate that if you're not able to improve your position and you aren't able to lose any ground, that you're going to rest the people that are banged up and you know, protect those that need some rest, especially the offensive line that we have right now. I know that uh, Carlton Davis is not going to play. Logan Ryan, the safety, is not going to play. Left tackle Donovan Smith is out. Outside linebacker Carl Nassib is not going to play. Vita Vea may or may not play. Um, saying all those things, I don't see why Coach Bowles and the coaching staff wants to start 
the starters. He's saying that they want to play. I know Brady. Uh, of course, all the players want to play. If you ask a player, do you want to play? He's going to say yes. Now, I think that Brady wants to play because in his whole entire career, I don't believe he's had a losing season. And with the team being 8-8 eight and eight right now, uh, it, it can go either way, obviously. And I don't think that he wants to finish the season 8-9. and nine. And I think that Bowles is going to acquiesce to him and let them play for a little while. But if, if worst case scenario, if no, the, the Falcons are a young, hungry team, they're a team that um, they're starting their 2023 season in the game tomorrow, with tomorrow's game, they have a lot of young players. Uh, they're going to be aggressive. You're going to tell me that they don't want to take a shot at Tom Brady? Brady has never lost to Atlanta. I think he's 10-0 or 11-0 in his career against them. I think they're taking a chance. And I don't think that it's a chance that is worth taking. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. If you want to shoot me an email, sportswithpower901.com. Let me know your thoughts on whether or not you think that the starters should be in at all. Or if they if they are in, how long should they play for? I know the thought is uh, they want to keep the momentum going. They don't want to end the season on a loss. They want you know, momentum going into the next week's game against where it looks like Dallas right now. So, you know, it's one of those situations where you can look at both sides of the coin and, and put some pros and cons out there. But I really think that it makes more sense to not play your starters. Don't play Brady. Uh, let Gabbert go in there. Let's see what he has in case there's a situation comes up where he has to play in the playoff game the next week for whatever reason. We don't foresee that, but you never know. Maybe put Kyle Trask in there. Give him a couple NFL snaps because the game does not mean anything. Uh, I'm sure some of the players may have incentives in their contracts, but other than that, from a positioning standpoint or a seating standpoint, it really doesn't mean anything. And I do believe that you have more to lose than you have to gain. Uh, we did have a great game last week, like I mentioned, the victory 30-24 against Carolina. It was nice to see Mike Evans have the day that he had. Brady was able to come back and have a good day. They, you know, a couple of beautiful passes to Evans in stride. I think Evans had three touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. And it was something that we've been looking forward to seeing as Bucks fans throughout the whole season. So finally, we're able to see that. Now, tomorrow's game is going to be at, at one o'clock. Uh, I do think that based on what I've heard, you're going to see Brady out there playing, at least in the beginning. Um, I don't know if it's Fournette's going to be out there or not, if they're going to go... Uh, with Rashad White instead, but I, I really think that I would I would be a lot happier if I didn't see any of those starters out there. But it looks as though they're going to play. So uh, your thoughts eight seven seven four four eight seven nine zero one Sports at Power nine zero one dot com. We'll be back to break down the rest of the playoff scenarios and the rest of the games today and tomorrow. We'll be right back. Here's a real-life story that affects 50% of all of us out there. It's called divorce. 
If you've gotten divorced and now you're struggling to pay your bills and your credit card debts are completely out of control, you need to call this special debt relief hotline right now. We help people with all kinds of money problems caused by different life challenges, a divorce, a job loss, even heavy medical bills. Paid for by Debt.com. Call now at 
The Bears, on the other hand, are 3-13. and 13. So when you look at this game, the Vikings are locked in as the NFC North champs. Uh, they do not have a shot at the number one seed. They're most likely to be the third seed. And that would set up a wild card matchup, if I'm not wrong, with the Giants. So, of course, the Bears have been eliminated with their three wins. And if you look at this game, I, I think that uh, the Vikings are going to you know, win this game, I believe, by a couple touchdowns. Texans at the Colts, you know, Texans 2-13, and 13, Colts 4-11. and 11, So, I don't think that uh, with both teams being eliminated from the playoffs, uh, Texans can secure the number one draft pick in April if they lose or if the Bears beat the Vikings. So that's about all that they're playing for in that game. An, an important game, though, is the Jets at the Dolphins. Um, you do have the Dolphins are 8-8. Eight and eight. So I think what you need to know about this game is that the Jets are eliminated, but the Dolphins still have a lot to play for. They need a win and a Patriots loss to clinch the final AFC spot. So they have about a 50-50 a chance of, of doing that right now. So the game is very important to them. I think that uh, I think the Dolphins are going to find a way to win this game despite playing with a backup to a backup quarterback. Panthers 6 and 10 at the Saints 7 and 9. Neither of these two teams will be making the playoffs this year. So uh, you know, I think the Packers draft pick will be somewhere between 8 and 10 and the Saints don't have a first rounder this year. So uh, I think that this game isn't going to be an interesting one to watch because of those two things. We talked about the Bucks and the Falcons, of course. Um, you know, if Bowles, if you're listening to me, sit Brady, sit the starters. We don't have anything to play for right now. I know Russell Gage, you know, former Falcon, wants to go out there and uh, make his presence known. But for the most part, like I said, there's more to lose than to gain by playing. So hopefully uh, we get away from that game when it's all said and done doesn't matter what the final score is as long as there are no injuries i'll be happy with that outcome the browns seven and nine at the steelers eight and eight pittsburgh can still make the playoffs believe it or not but it needs help it would need to win and get losses from the patriots and the dolphins so the browns of course have been eliminated uh, I think that you know, Kenny Pickett has really been playing well for Pittsburgh. He's got a rookie quarterback who will be most likely starting there for a while. Najee Harris, 46 yards rushing, shy of a second consecutive 1,000-yard season. Look for him to get that. And I think that Pittsburgh will actually win this game and then watch the other ones to see what happens. The Ravens of Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's 11-4. and four. Like we mentioned earlier, Ravens are 10-6. and six. Both teams are in the playoffs in this one. So Bengals are the AFC North champs. If the Ravens win on Sunday... Um, they are matched against Cincy in an AFC wildcard game, and that site's going to be determined by a coin flip. You know my thoughts on that already. Uh, I, I think that's something that could be eliminated if they would play that makeup game, but the way it looks right now, they're not going to. So if Cincinnati wins or if the two teams are not matched against each other, um, 
after the Ravens win, then the regular scheduled procedures would be used, like mentioned during the uh, regular season. So the Cowboys are playing at Washington in a 425 game. Big implications there. The Cowboys are 12 and 4. The Commanders are 7, 8, and 1. If you want to know what's at stake at this one, well, the Cowboys can go anywhere from um the number five seed that they are right now and come down here to play Tampa or they can go all the way in as a one seed. So if the Eagles lose, Dallas wins and Dallas clinches that division. And you know, if for some reason San Francisco loses, then Dallas could be the number one seed with the home field throughout the playoffs. So a lot of things need to happen, but from what I understand, Dallas is playing their starters and uh, they're out there to win. So um, you see what happens in that one. The Giants are playing the Eagles. The Eagles, of course, are 13 and three. They're in the playoffs. They're currently the one seed right now, but um, well, the Giants are the six seed. So the Giants can't move up. They can't move down right now. Of course, Philly is just the opposite. Even though they're the one seed, they have a lot to play for. So a Philly win gives the NFC East title to them and the top seed in the conference. But if they lose, then they'll need a Dallas loss to win the division. An additional 49ers loss to still take the conference's top seed. So a lot to be said for the Eagles winning. And that's important, <coughs> excuse me, because of Jalen Hurts with that injured shoulder. Uh, people are saying that the Giants aren't going to be playing a lot of their starters. Should Hurts play? Well, I'll tell you, if, if he can play, then I would play him. He's already had, I believe, 35 days off or something. So let him go out there and play if he's able to play. If not, of course, then you know don't play him. But I think that the Eagles win this game. I would start Hurts for the first quarter, maybe the first half, get him some reps out there, and then take him off the field for the second half of the game. Rams 5 and 11 are playing at Seattle. Seattle is 8 and 8. Um, the importance of this game, uh, what's at stake? You know, Seattle has a very, very slim chance to make the playoffs. They need to win and then have the Lions beat the Packers on Sunday night. Um, the Rams are out. They don't have a first-round pick, so they're just going through the motions right now for the most part. Chargers at the Broncos. Chargers are 10-6. and six. Broncos are 4-12. and 12. Uh, The Chargers are locked into a wild-card berth. Broncos, of course, are eliminated with that 4-12 and 12 record. Um, I, I think in this game, the Chargers will probably go out there and uh, look pretty well for a while. They'll probably hold on to win, although it's not that important to them. Cardinals four and twelve at the San Francisco 49ers at the reverse twelve and four. So what's at stake? We already talked about this right now. The the, the NFC champion 49ers still have a chance to be the number one seed overall. They need to win. And they need to see the Eagles lose. So if that happens, then San Fran's the one seed. So they're playing for that. And I think that they'll win this game. Not sure um, how long the Stars will play if they're up. But they should win this game. The night game is the Lions at the Packers. So if the Packers win, they clinch the playoff spot. Um, if the Lions win... 
uh, they clinch as long as Seattle loses earlier in the day. So we're going to see what happens with Rodgers there, and it should be a, a fun game to watch if um, if Seattle loses earlier in the day. And then, of course, um, that's the end of the games. And then you go uh, to look at everything, uh, see the standings, and then all those implications come into play that we talked about in the first segment here. So it's going to be a very interesting weekend of football. Of course, we're the most interested in the Bucks down here. So I, I feel that uh, the Bucks really... Uh, they have their fate in their hands as far as which way they want to go. They are hosting a game next weekend the way it's set up right now. It looks like it's going to either be Dallas or the Eagles coming here. Love to hear your thoughts on who you'd rather play. Uh, pick your poison in that one. But the number here, 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. Uh, looking forward to the emails during the week. We have a, a, a lot of them this past week, of course, with um, the injury to Hamlin. A lot of uh, emails came in, thoughts and prayers and, and best wishes for everything. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts again on who you think the winner will be on Monday night between Georgia and TCU. And, of course, the Bucks. What should they do? Great talking with everyone. Of course, that's all the time we have today. It goes by much too quickly every week. But I think that as we go further here in the season, we're going to um, have some more guests on the show and make it even more interesting than it already is. As always, guys, enjoy the nice, cool weather. Stay vigilant. Stay safe. And above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next weekend in the gymnasium. Have a great week. Bye.